Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. How in the world do you make money to fund your future? I think about this question a lot because I have no idea how anyone is making enough money in the digital economy on their work alone. When platforms pay pennies per thousand for people watching, liking, sharing, commenting, you know the drill. I get even more confused when I think about newer free platforms. How are they making money? When people get used to free, why would they pay? With subscription services increasing monthly fees, how much of that will reach creators? Is crowdsourcing a viable path to funding your future? Do I build my own platform from the ground up? My head is swimming with all of these questions and the absence of answers. So let's dive into the deep end of funding your future beyond pennies on the dollar. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 735. I feel like I have a lot to learn about money and finances. Sure, I've learned a lot over the years of running my own creative business, but the amount of confusion that has increased exponentially over the past several years boggles my mind. The idea for this episode came recently when I was checking out the work of a local filmmaking company, and it seems they have a distribution deal, and it looks like their work is streamed exclusively on Tubi, which is a free platform, and immediately the question started flying through my mind. If the platform is free, where does the money come from? Well, Chris adds, most likely. And then I think, have we really regressed this far in the understanding of economics and making money? Probably. But back to my questions. If the company hosts their work on a platform, they're probably getting paid pennies on the dollar for the streams of their work after the work is done. Since I have no idea how much these movies cost to make, or how much they would make per stream, I'm going to make some guesses here. I'm going to say a low-budget feature film costs $20,000 to make, and I'm going to assume the filmmakers make a dime every thousand streams. Now that's extremely generous according to Digital Overlords, but to make a dollar, it would seem that they'd have to stream the film 10,000 times. Now, again, my math might be completely wrong here, but it hurts the head to even think about the fact that 1 million streams would only equal 100 bucks. Ouch. The prospect of making your money back on a $20,000 film, let alone funding the next one, seems impossible. Now throw in all the different platforms and possibilities, and things get a little more clear. You could rent films for $10 a stream. That's a lot better in the long run for making a chunk of your budget back. You could sell physical media, which less and less consumers seem to be opting for because the big box stores are getting rid of it. And it just feels impossible some days. And while this example is focused only on filmmaking, any creative industry has their examples. In order to make a living, artists teach, writers write ad copy, designers strategize, developers build five apps while they dream of their own, musicians play gig after gig after gig 
while writing new songs in their tour bus on the way to the next gig? So what are we to do in the face of overwhelming odds, of complexity and financial frustration? Well, I think we need to get creative and take some power back, which is what we do best. Now, a caveat before I get started. I'm no expert when it comes to money. I wrestle with money and financial issues myself. I am both naive and ignorant, but I am extremely curious about the risk takers and people out there thinking outside the box. So I want to share eight ways to start funding your creative future. First, don't treat your creative work like a loss leader. I remember growing up, car dealerships would put ads in this thing called a newspaper, and it would be their latest deals, and people would be looking for something called a loss leader. And that always confused me, even to some degree, it still does. So I had to go to Wikipedia because I'm like, I have no idea what to talk about this. And what Wikipedia said was a loss leader is, quote, a pricing strategy where a product is sold at a price below its market cost to stimulate other sales of more profitable goods. Huh. Now that actually makes sense because as creatives, we do it all the time. We give away our best thinking instead for a profitable strategy. Or a platform gives us money for our name and our equity, not the films we actually make. So what does it mean to not treat your creative work like a lost leader? Well, that means that you're going to have to charge what your work is worth. And that leads me to the second thing. Don't give everything away for free. Have you ever thought about how much creative you give away for free on a daily basis? There are some amazing insights I've seen on social media every single day that people are giving away for free. They give away art, films, music, all because the platforms tell us that is what we must do to be discovered. That pleases the algorithm. It's like we're making sacrifices to some digital god. And I can't help but think, sure, an album has singles, But even back in the day, the singles were sold because it was another way to recoup the cost of making that art. Now you might be saying, Chris, it's marketing. Sure, it is. But even marketers have talking points so they don't give the whole book or film or thing away for free. Marketing should always lead to money spent. Third, have a content paywall mentality. If Most of your work is worth money, and we've been conditioned to give things away for free because that is what we think is seen as valuable to others. Well, we're going to have to start putting some things behind a paywall. We're going to have to start saving what we think is the best for the swipe. And I know that's really hard to hear, but once you start doing that, it's going to change your relationship to even how you think about your work. Because when you've been told that all you have is free things, you don't value it as much as you think other people do. But when you start getting paid even the smallest amount and you start seeing that money come in every month, you start seeing the value of a paywall pretty quickly because people are telling you it is worth paying for. Fourth, get creative with an online store. Well, since I've been hounding on not giving away things for free, 
It's amazing that you can create your own online store for almost free. If you have a website, you can probably add a store functionality very easily. But then here's where it gets fun. Yeah, you can do what a lot of people do and what I do, and you can sell merchandise, t-shirts, posters, a freaking tote bag if you want to go the NPR route. I mean, Mel Brooks wasn't kidding in Spaceballs when he said when he said the secret was merchandising. You could even do what filmmakers do and sell producer credits for your film on your store. So get really creative here. Think outside of the box. But you're going to have to do the fifth thing. You're going to have to ask for the sale. You're going to have to get the word out there. You're going to have to ask people for the money. You're going to have to ask for the sale. But don't get discouraged when people don't buy. That's why you're funding your future and not funding today. Because it is going to take time. You're going to bump up against a lot of uh, rules and things that people tell us that we must do. So just keep asking and be surprised at who shows up with their money in hand. And it's probably not going to be the people you think it is. Sixth, experiment with tools you're already using that provide premium paid content. Instagram, Substack, ConvertKit, Apple Podcasts. These platforms are all experimenting with the option of paid premium content. Now you might be thinking, well, how do I know what the demand is? Well, you're never going to know exactly what the demand is until you start offering it. You can ask, sure, but as we know from political polling, that doesn't always represent reality. Seventh, study the outliers and be courageous to do things beyond industry norms. The great thing about being independents is we have independence. Recently, I had a friend do a pop-up art show on First Friday. He, he tried to go through the artist-approved routes, and they said, yeah, in two years. Well, he started making calls, found a space, got some power to the space, and guess what? His art was on the wall, and he sold some art. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that for my friend. And it's also an example for all of us. Why not do a pop-up podcast event or a pop-up film viewing event? Try it out. See who's got space available for you and do it. This is about building your fans. This is about building community. Another guy doing amazing things is Goff of Beernets Productions in Australia. He charges five bucks per download. Now, you might be thinking, well, if it's only my first film, five bucks isn't going to go far. Yeah, but when you've produced 30 and you've got a body of work to show for it, $5 per download goes a long way. So this is the important thing of having that long-term view is that it's not about the one film you've made today. It's about the 30 you've made in the future. So when you start building expectation for how much things cost over time, people are going to get used to paying. Remember that. Eighth and finally, be the network, the studio, and the producer. Yes, as an indie, the financial burden is all on you. And guess what? So should the rewards. Why should the bulk of your creative work go to the gatekeepers and the platforms? You're going to have to do a lot of work to be the network, the studio, and the producer. 
But you know what? It's worth it. So build your brand of stories. Use tools that eliminate barriers and erode your profits and support the stories of other creatives. Because making a living is possible off dollars, not pennies, and your work is worth it. Since we are creatures who love pithy sayings, here's the one I offer to you today. Build the financial future you want to contribute to. If you want other creatives to prosper, if you want to prosper, then you need to build systems, yes, but you must also show what you value with the money in your bank account. Buy other people's art. Support their creative projects. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. People are going to tell you you're doing everything wrong. But over time, it will be obvious who is doing the work they want and who isn't and who's making the money they want when they want it. So do the work and support the work of others. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.